section two of richmond national battlefield park virginia by joseph p cullen this librivox recording is in the public domain part one the peninsula campaign summer eighteen sixty two section two the seven days begins mcclellan's plan probably would have succeeded had lee been willing to stand still for it but the confederate commander did not intend to let mcclellan fight that type of warfare as he wrote to jackson unless mcclellan can be driven out of his entrenchments he will move by positions under cover of his heavy guns within shelling distance of richmond it was almost as if lee had read mcclellan's letter to his wife lee's plan to drive mcclellan away from richmond was bold and daring and strategically brilliant he would bring jackson's forces down from the valley quickly and secretly to turn mcclellan's right flank at mechanicsville at the same time general a p hill's division would cross the chickahominy at meadow bridge turn east and clear the federal forces from mechanicsville thereby opening the mechanicsville turnpike bridge for d h hill and longstreet's troops to cross then in echelon the four divisions would sweep down the north side of the chickahominy annihilate porter's corps capture the supply base at white house then turn and destroy the rest of the union army with jackson's forces and other reinforcements from farther south lee would have about ninety thousand men the largest army he would ever command in the field to protect richmond he planned to leave about one-third of his army under generals john b magruder and benjamin huger in the entrenchments around the city to hold back the main part of mcclellan's force about seventy thousand men from marching into the confederate capital if this force started to withdraw then magruder and huger would attack lee apparently believed that mcclellan would try to retreat to his base at white house or failing that would retire back down the peninsula he assured jefferson davis that any advance of the enemy toward richmond will be prevented by vigorously following his rear and crippling and arresting his progress the strategy was just about perfect but unfortunately for lee the tactics were not on the morning of june twenty five the seven days began with the advance of hooker's division along the williamsburg road at oak grove preparatory to a general advance mcclellan planned for the next day but hooker ran into strong opposition from huger's troops and when mcclellan received intelligence of jackson's approach hooker was ordered back mcclellan wired washington i incline to think that jackson will attack my right and rear he had delayed too long the next day lee wrested the initiative from him beaver dam creek ellerson's mill according to lee's plan jackson was to march from ashland on june twenty five and encamp that night just west of the central railroad at three a m on the twenty sixth he was to advance and envelop porter's right flank at beaver dam creek then wrote lee a p hill was to cross the chickahominy at meadow bridge when jackson's advance beyond that point should be known and move directly upon mechanicsville but from the beginning unforeseen circumstances upset the operation and timing of this plan mcclellan suspected jackson's approach so the element of surprise was lacking and when the action of the union pickets in destroying bridges and felling trees in jackson's path as well as the fatigue of his weary troops 
combined to delay him the all-important time element was lost as the day wore on with no word from jackson a p hill became impatient and fearful for the success of lee's plan he decided to attack regardless at three that afternoon he crossed the chickahominy and swept the union outpost from mechanicsville thus clearing the way for d h hill and longstreet's troops to cross porter withdrew to a prepared position behind beaver dam creek a mile east of mechanicsville this naturally strong position was further fortified by felled trees and the banks of a mill race here atop the high banks of the stream he placed general george mccall's division extending from near the chickahominy on the south across old church road now u s three sixty on the north general truman seymour's brigade held the left and general john reynolds the right with general george g meade's brigade in reserve the only approaches to the position were across open fields commanded by the federal artillery and down the steep banks of the stream covered by the soldiers muskets hill recklessly hurled his brigades forward in a hopeless frontal assault the gray-clad infantry charged bravely down the steep banks and up to the stream before the murderous fire of artillery and musketry from the surrounding slopes forced a bloody withdrawal casualties in killed and wounded were confederate one thousand four hundred and eighty five union two hundred and fifty eight despite the successful defense when jackson's forces finally appeared on his right flank later that night porter's position became untenable and mcclellan ordered him to withdraw to a previously prepared position behind boatswain's swamp near gaines mill at the same time he ordered his quartermaster general at white house to reship all the supplies he possibly could to harrison's landing on the james and send all the beef cattle to the vicinity of savage station early next morning june twenty seven the herd of two thousand five hundred head of cattle started on its drive from white house gaines mill the tactical situation was now extremely critical for both lee and mcclellan because of the repulse at beaver dam lee had not yet achieved his first objective which according to his battle order was to drive the enemy from his position above new bridge about four miles east of mechanicsville lee's whole plan for the defense of richmond in the event mcclellan should elect to march on the city with his main force south of the chickahominy hinged on his ability to cross the river quickly and attack the federal rear lacking control of new bridge this would be impossible although the union position behind boatswain swamp was actually east of new bridge the approaches to the bridge could be covered by porter's artillery the situation was equally serious for mcclellan with jackson enveloping his right flank and rear and believing he had to deal with at least double his numbers white house would have to be abandoned having made the decision to change his base to the james he desperately needed time to perfect the arrangements and to get the thousands of wagons and the herd of cattle safely started his order to porter was explicit hold our position at any cost until night porter's corps now occupied a semicircular line of battle along the crest of the partially wooded plateau behind boatswain swamp with both extremes resting on the chickahominy river 
it was another naturally strong position further strengthened by felling trees and digging rifle pits the approaches to the position were over an open plain and across a sharp ravine general george morrell's division held the left and general george sykes right with mccall's weary troops in reserve general philip st george cook's cavalry was on porter's extreme left in the lowlands bordering the chickahominy during the course of the impending battle of gaines mill porter would be reinforced by general willard slocum's division giving him a total strength of about thirty five thousand as opposed to about sixty thousand for lee on the confederate side longstreet was on lee's right opposite morrell a p hill in the centre and jackson and d h hill on the left lee was convinced that the greater part of the federal army was in his front and he still thought mcclellan would try to protect his base and retreat toward white house on these erroneous assumptions he made his plans a p hill would attack the center while longstreet made a feint on the union left then when jackson appeared on the union right lee believed porter would shift part of his troops to meet jackson's threat in order to keep him from getting between the union army and its base at white house as soon as porter did this longstreet would turn the feint into a full assault and together with hill drive the union forces into jackson and d h hill waiting on lee's left about two thirty p m hill attacked the center of the federal line but under a devastating fire of artillery and musketry where men fell like leaves in an autumn wind his troops were hurled back with heavy losses longstreet realizing a feint now would not help hill ordered a full-scale attack but he too suffered a bloody repulse jackson sensing that porter didn't drive worth two cents as he quaintly put it through d h hill against sykes on porter's right by now a p hill's division was badly cut up and on lee's request jackson sent whiting's division consisting of general e m laws and john b hood's brigades over to support him porter then threw in slocum's division of franklin's corps to protect threatened points along the line the vicious battle waged furiously for four hours the noise of the musketry said one veteran was not rattling as ordinarily but one intense metallic din finally just as darkness covered the bloody field hood's texas brigade along with general george pickett's brigade on longstreet's left penetrated the right of morrell's line in a courageous bayonet charge that broke the morale of the federal troops they went streaming back across the plateau to the safety of the chickahominy river in a last desperate attempt to stem the tide general cook jeb stuart's father-in-law sent his cavalry in a wild charge against the pressing confederates but the retreating union infantry and artillery obstructed the cavalry and broke its attack the only result was the loss of several more artillery pieces in the confusion with darkness closing in and the confederate troops disorganized after the breakthrough lee did not attempt to pursue the federals farther porter withdrew the remnants of his corps across the river and joined the main union army total casualties in this crucial battle the most costly and vicious of the seven days were union six thousand eight hundred and thirty seven confederate eight thousand seven hundred fifty one 
in a sense both sides had achieved their immediate objectives porter had held until night so mcclellan could get his army safely started for harrison's landing lee had cleared the north side of the chickahominy of all federal forces broken their supply line to white house controlled strategic new bridge and had turned back mcclellan's advance on richmond End of section two